Support for Speaking of Travel comes from Asheville Regional Airport, Western North Carolina's gateway to the world. Your safety when traveling to and from Asheville is and always will be our top priority. Asheville Regional Airport. Visit flyavl.com for all your current travel information. By Prestige Subaru, offering a variety of new and pre-owned all-wheel drive Subarus, built with the zero landfill promise. All waste is recycled or reused, with more at PrestigeSubaru.com. Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours. You'll be at the top of the city as you experience Asheville's history and scenic beauty, historic landmarks, and award-winning rooftop bars. Transportation is provided with tours offered daily, year-round. Find out more at AshevilleRooftopBarTours.com. By RomanticAsheville.com. Create your perfect vacation in the land of the sky with the region's most popular online travel guide. Plan your next getaway to Asheville and the North Carolina Blue Ridge Mountains by visiting RomanticAsheville.com. And by Explore Brevard. Explore Brevard encourages visitors to Transylvania County, North Carolina to consider their impact on public lands. Because we treasure our beautiful forests and streams, we invite you to leave no trace and take action to leave it better. Find out more at explorebrevard.com. Welcome to Speaking of Travel with Marilyn Ball. Sit back and be carried away to places around the world and right here in our own backyard. No passport required. Hi, this is Marilyn Ball. Welcome to Speaking of Travel right here on iHeartRadio 570 WWNC. And good news. You can always listen to this episode of Speaking of Travel or any past episode with a simple click on the Speaking of Travel website, that's speakingoftravel.net, on the iHeartRadio app, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Pandora, and now on Amazon. And be sure when you visit speakingoftravel.net to sign up for the Travel Club. You'll receive travel news and travel tips and really uplifting travel stories to remind you we are all in this together. And remember, just as the places we travel and the ways in which we travel might be different, the experiences are also unique to everybody. Because the travel experience is always transformative. I've never gone on a journey that doesn't somehow become an inner journey. I never come home the same person as when I left. So why is the magic of travel always in the unexpected moments? Well, joining me today is Chris DeCroce, best-selling author, musician, speaker, and sailor. And I first spoke to Chris back in 2019, and we talked about how he and his wife had sold their house and almost everything they owned to move on to a sailboat, and then discovered the greatest triumphs sometimes came from their greatest challenges. So fast forward, and Chris and Mel are experiencing an inner journey that people are undertaking now due to the inability to travel physically. But instead of feeling as if they've been backed into a corner, they're discovering a door they never knew was even there before. And Chris, it's so great to have you here today. Thank you for being on Speaking of Travel. 
Oh, hey, Marilyn, it's great to see you and speak to you again, too. What a, It's been a while, but it doesn't feel like forever. It feels like we just talked yesterday. It really does. So, Chris, let's talk, because when we were having our conversation last time and you were filling me in on your history and how things unfolded for you, and I think I've told the story of Mel and her shoes so many times, such a great story of yep. going from high heels to flip-flops. Yep. What happened? You uh, you came back and uh, uh, you put the boat in the in the slip and t- pick us up right there. Well, when we 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 uh, got down to Guatemala and and uh, my father got sick and um, we had been gone for almost two years and our dog started losing his sight. So we had some discussions about uh, returning to the states. We ended up putting our boat up for sale, selling it rather quickly. And then we had that whole journey that you and I talked about up through Mexico and Guatemala that we really enjoyed. And in uh, 2019, we came back in January. Um, like again, my father's sickness had progressed. So we came back and we had planned uh, to integrate back in. We were going to get an apartment. Jet, our dog is now 14. He's almost totally blind. So we just thought, you know, we've been running around on this sailboat for, since 2012 and and maybe it's time we just get an apartment and let him ride it out on some grass and we'll take care of family matters and things that we had not been able to do when you're traveling internationally. So uh, we came back and we stayed with my brother. He had gone to um, Vietnam for business for a month. So we stayed in his house in New Jersey in January. And of course it snowed and his house was massive big house and in the woods and it was full of stuff. And we both started having panic attacks about reintegrating and getting all this stuff. Cause we didn't have anything. So if we got an apartment, we'd have to get a couch and plates and et cetera. And we would be back into the lifestyle that we took so much work to get out of. So, uh, we kind of had this talk and Mel said, uh, you know, at the end of it, it's kind of funny. She was saying, I think we were talking about buying a Cuisinart or a Crock-Pot or something again. And I looked like I was going to have a heart attack. She said, what is wrong with you? And I said, I don't want to do this. And she said, I don't want to do this. So I thought, I said, I thought you wanted to do it. She said, no, I thought you wanted to do it. So, you know, long and short, she said, I just want to be on another boat. So we bought a boat. And uh, we we bought the boat that, you know, kind of landed in our lap. The universe kind of helped us out. And this is a crazy long story, but we ended up back here on the Chesapeake Bay to handle my family matters. Well, my family's in Philly. So dad passed away in April of last year. And when we came to the marina, we didn't really have a plan. We were just, um, as we always do, just kind of talking and talking and talking through it. And uh, my buddy that owns the marina said, hey, you know what? I had someone quit. And I really need somebody to work for me this summer. And I trust you and I would, I would love you if you would consider it. So we did that and uh, I did, and it was wonderful. I got to, you know, make some money, make some friends, sit, sit tight without having to stress. And then in the fall, we drove to Baja because we couldn't travel with jet. We couldn't sail with jet. So we ended up, uh, I had always been trying, I for the last 20 years been trying to get to Baja just, had some romantic notion about it since I read John Steinbeck's The Sea of Cortez. And um, so we all piled in the car and drove to Baja for what we thought was going to be November, December, and January, maybe February. And we would head back in March. And of course, we all know what happened in March. Um, March 12th, basically, our little town in Baja locked down. 
and we weren't able to go anywhere. Um, and we could have, of course, as U.S. citizens, we could have traveled back to the States, probably unencumbered. Uh, they would have let us go. But our concern was whether we would drive up to the border and the border would then be closed or any pass-throughs uh, on the way to the border would be closed. And once we left our little town, there was a notice that once you leave the city limits, you weren't allowed back in. So if we had tried to drive north and they had the they had the border between Baja Norte and Baja Sur, the south and north shut down. So if we couldn't get across the even out of Baja South, then we would be stuck in like no man's land. So we just stayed and our landlord was great in our little apartment and everybody was a comp. It was a little compound and everybody kind of just was finding their way through this whole thing as it got more intense and, you know. We didn't get back to the States until June, actually. Well, that was a big, long time to kind yeah. of be in a, a, a state of unknown. Yeah, and we're all still there, aren't we? I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's, it was interesting to see it from uh, Mexicans, Mexico's perspective. Uh, it was interesting to watch. And of course, you know, the first month, the news was sensational and nobody really knew what was going on. We watched what happened in Italy. We watched what happened in China. We watched what happened. So it was just, uh, and our little town, I think the hospital, it had two respirators for the entire town. And, uh, you know, it's a very, very small hospital. So they acted pretty quickly and locked it down and everybody was I mean, we had to be off the streets by eight o'clock. Um, we couldn't walk the beach. It was, they took it really seriously and it was quite impressive um, how this little town um, ramped up and everybody, it was just their community. Everybody behaved, everybody started wearing masks and they wouldn't let you in the markets. Uh, one, like certain numbers of people. It was really amazing how they just figured it out. You know, I mean, gosh, they've been there since the 1600s. So before that, but long before that but so it was it was an interesting time and it still is as you know we've talked about it so everybody was on the same page i've heard this from some others that are uh living overseas or were in a circumstance where they were uh in another country and uh the government said this is how it's going to be and everybody was kind of on the same page and Consequently, you were then able to to move on in June. You were there for a while, longer than you had anticipated, but uh, knock on wood, you didn't get sick. Um, yes. And yeah. uh, and I imagine that the uh, cases were low in Baja. Yeah. Well, Tijuana had a massive explosion, as you can imagine, because they were right on the border, and they nobody really acted in time. Uh, we all knew this kind of was January, February were the high seasons, and then um, and Cabo also had um, cases because of the cruise lines. So, uh, but right in the middle, our our little town, we didn't have a single case until we actually left. So, Chris, when we come back from the break, I want to pick up right there and talk to you more about. Um now that you're back, uh, you've been back since June, what your life is like uh, living there, being back on the boat, and being able to uh, kind of assess the situation, knowing that there is a big unknown out there, and how uh, how your creativity is kicking in. Because I know you've written a book, and 
You've got yeah. some exciting things. So we'll be back after the break. Great. I look forward to it. Even though our public lands are precious to all, millions of pounds of trash are sadly left behind in our forests and waterways every year. That's why we're encouraging visitors to Brevard and Transylvania County to leave no trace and take action to leave it better. Find out how you can make a difference and leave it better at explorebrevard.com today. Hi, it's Kay, the owner of Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours. We share our beautiful city and the mountains of Western North Carolina from the rooftops with people from our community, around the country, and around the world. Our tours are well known for the spectacular scenery, the award-winning rooftop bars, and the captivating city history we share from the rooftops. We take traveling during these COVID-19 recovering times seriously. We've implemented CDC cleaning and sanitation protocols, require staff health screenings before our tours, and provide our tour guests with face coverings if they need one. We are excited to welcome you on an Asheville rooftop bar tour and provide a way for you to safely experience Asheville from a bird's eye view. To learn more, visit AshevilleRooftopBarTours.com. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars, and let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball, and I'm here today with Chris DeCroce, and Chris is living on a sailboat. He is back from Mexico after a, a journey down there that kind of took a different turn of events and here you are Chris you're you're kind of uh come full circle in a way right yeah we're back on the bay and uh we're making trying to make plans as everyone else is but it's uh it's it's one of those moments as you know that we've uh everyone is experiencing the same frustrations everyone is well no I don't mean to be so glib I mean there are a lot of people out of work and you know uh but in in terms of people not being able to move uh as freely as we did before we're all having to figure out different things and so yeah we're in the same well to use a terrible pun we're in the same boat um and we're trying to plan our fall because we don't want to spend the winter on the chesapeake so we're having to readjust and have these conversations about what we're going to do and how we're going to do them and we're discovering new strengths and if we didn't have the strengths we're developing them we're we're having to do we're just having to reinvent ourselves um this whole thing has caused us to find to find things of interest and ways to make money and ways to support ourselves or just ways to keep busy and healthy mentally that we hadn't done before so um i think a lot of people are finding that same are struggling down that same road looking and discovering new things about themselves. I think so. I've heard that from a lot of people, and uh, certainly it's uh, a time of rediscovery. And for you, actually, it sounds like you've had that happen in your life before. This is not something new to be able to uh, sell everything you owned and, and move onto a boat and start a lifestyle that was completely contrary uh, almost counterintuitive, I would imagine, to everything that you'd ever done before. 
uh, took a lot of, uh, as we'd say, chutzpah to do. And, of course, that was your choice. Now we all are in it together. We have to come up with new choices. So I'm curious, when you and, and Mel sit down and have these conversations, uh, where do you even begin? Well, we begin with what we know. Um, and then we usually actually end with, with the same. We kind of do the entire circle of um, I'm, I'm working at the marina again for my buddy this year because there was so much uncertainty with the, the COVID stuff that the marina at the beginning of the season didn't know where they were going to be. And then the day after Memorial Day, he called me and said, I need you back. Uh, before Memorial Day, he was saying, I don't need you. So my commitment ends here um, middle of October. So every time we have these discussions, we say, okay, so we know we're going to be here through the middle of October. And we don't know what this is going to look like in the middle of October. So um, my passport, you know, the state department was not renewing passports for the longest time. Um, and mine expired in August, unfortunately. So I've been trying since, early April to get my passport. And so that is the other dynamic. We had our apartment rented for October in Mexico again, but we can't get there. So until I have my passport, um, we don't want to spend, we can't spend a winter on the boat on the Chesapeake Bay. It's too cold. So our conversations go from, well, do we drive to California? Well, California is on fire. Um, do we drive to Florida? Um, and we just go around in circles and then we end up ultimately, um, you know, there's stress and there's frustration and we get excited and then we feel, you know, disappointed. And then we end up back to, okay, we can't go anywhere till mid-October. So let's just enjoy our cup of coffee and enjoy where we're at right now. And then on the 15th of October, we'll open a map and we'll go visit some family and we'll just keep just progressing forward in the smallest of ways that we can, right? We can't, it's, it's just like sailing. You can't really force the wind direction. It doesn't matter what you want to do. If the wind is not favorable, you have to do what the wind allows you to do, or else you're just going to beat the hell out of yourself and prove nothing. Cause you know, so, and we're in that situation now, it doesn't really matter what our plans are because the universe doesn't really care. It has its own plan. So we just have to keep adjusting. And it's scary. People think we're really good because we did this in 2012. We sold everything. We moved on to our boat. That was not without fear. And we still have a, you know, uncertainty is, is never a great thing if it continues. And it's been going on for six or eight months. So yeah, we just, we, our conversations start with what we know and it basically goes right back to what we know. And that's just we can't really do anything. That's right. And take it one day at a time. Exactly. And, and be pro be productive on that day, right? Right. And just win that day. Exactly. So how are you winning the day each day, Chris? You wake up, you have your coffee, you, you've got your job for right now at the marina. But as far as your creativity and because you you're a musician and an author and uh, and you're and that creative soul is in there. How are you kind of processing this in uh, being able to, to get that out? Well, because of the, you know, we couldn't, because none of us could go to venues and play music and stuff like that. We were all shut down. I started to really dive into writing again. I had, I had been working on a second novel and it was, 
not coming out the way I wanted it to. So I basically, after rewriting and rewriting and rewriting, I just scrapped it. I literally hit the delete button on 25 chapters because I was just stuck in this mode of I'll fix it, but it was not fixable. So then I started to write short stories and I just started to challenge myself um, to get my mind off everything else. I would just write a short story per week, come up with an idea on Monday and have it second draft by Friday. And as long as we were in Baja, I was going to write what I wrote, what I could write. I wasn't going to judge it. I was just going to write it. And then, of course, when we got back, I had like 26 stories, I think, and 13 poems and 14, 15 poems or something. And so I ended up just publishing that. Uh, It came out in June. It's called The Quiet Goings On. And it basically is all of this energy that we were all processing Um, And it was my process just to sit down and write every day. I was getting so consumed with the news and the bad news and watching, catching news on YouTube because we didn't really have the ability to see the U.S. news in current time. So we were watching it through filters and I just had to stop because it was so taxing that I ended up just diving into the creativity fully. Um, And I think a lot of people did that. People who you know, where photographers went and took pictures and people that were seamstresses ended up starting little companies because they were selling things for people. And it was amazing. People were baking and then they were taking their baking things to different little places and people couldn't get out. So they were delivering pies. I mean, everybody's creativity seemed to just explode. And that's the good thing about this, right? That's the silver lining to this is everybody kind of had to go inward and find, as you said in the beginning, this whole inner journey that we're not out, we're not journeying across the country. I mean, some of us are, but the majority of us are being really cautious about our physical motion through the universe, but we can still take as much travel through our imaginations and our spirits and our creativity as we want. It's all, that's, that's, there's, that's boundless. So Um, I kind of threw myself head first into it. And now that I'm working a gig where it's kind of nuts and bolts, I'm, I'm, it's a physical job and it's fun and I'm running around all day in the weather and I love it. I'm looking forward to getting back to a space where I can go into my creative spot and maybe start to process, process a little further. Well, we look forward to that too, Chris, because you are always, um, very, uh, there's, there's a motivating factor in, your depth of what you're living and how you bring it out uh, and sharing that. Is there a way that somebody could get more information if they want to read some of your past stuff or connect with you? Sure. The website is always a great place to go, com. It's real simple, and there's everything on there from music to sailing to travel to the latest books and what we're up to. And there's a ability to sign up for the newsletter, of course, there, which is just, um, you know, it's it, I, I try to get a bi-monthly uh, email out to people and just, just to, you know, continue, like you said, the motivation, the you know, inspiring people. Because if we can do this silliness, if my wife and I, can can pull off this journey we've had on this boat. Anybody can do it. That's really the biggest message of everything that I would like to portray in anything I do is that everyone can live as spectacular a life as they see because it's not hard. It's can be scary, but it's, you know, it's about conquering that fear, right? Moving on. It is. It's about conquering the fear, moving on, 
Uh, and and most importantly, being true to yourself, because as I said, everybody is going through these journeys uh, together, but but personally, it's all a personal journey, and being able to share uh, with others is so important, even in our dark times. Yeah, because once we emerge through the end of this, we're all in it together. Every single one of us, the only way we fix this and correct it and make the good, see the good out of this and get some progress is together. We all go on these little inner journeys while we're stuck inside. But then when we all come out, I mean, the garden is beautiful when every flower is blooming, right? It's not just a garden full of one flower. So we're all going to have to pull ourselves up by our bootstraps on this one. And it's going to take every single one of us. Well, thank you so much, Chris. And tell us again how we can get to your website. Why don't you spell your last name too, so everybody can get it. Sure. It's ChrisDeCroce.com and that's D-I-C-R-O-C-E. And um, yeah, there's a, everything's over there. Some, some uh, information about the books and the music and, and also a link to some of our travel stuff on the blog. So, and I appreciate everything you do, Marilyn. You're so good at what you do. It's so fun to talk to you. We could go on forever. We could indeed. And so we'll, we'll do that. We'll schedule another time and catch up and find out what you and Mel are, are up to. And in the meantime, just stay safe and stay well. You too. And uh, congratulations on everything going on on your end. The podcast sounds great. And I'm so excited to see what's going on with you and to keep up with your things. You've gotten us through a couple of rainy days. And when we sit down and listen to Marilyn, it feels like we're right there next to you. So thanks for what you do. And you stay safe too with your family up there and your beautiful home in Asheville, North Carolina. Well, thanks, Chris. Well, coming up next is my guest, Jen Brooks from RomanticAsheville.com, the popular online travel guide to the mountains and foothills surrounding Asheville and Western North Carolina. So find out why fall is the perfect time to plan a trip and get yourself a little refresh. Be right back. Are you ready to plan your next vacation or staycation to Asheville and the North Carolina Blue Ridge Mountains? Create your perfect vacation in the land of the sky with the region's most popular online travel guide. Not just for couples, RomanticAsheville.com is an 800-page online guide covering a nearly 100-mile radius around Asheville, North Carolina. Fall is just around the corner, making this the perfect time to explore all the many safe and memorable adventures to be found across western North Carolina. Visit RomanticAsheville.com today. Green is good. Local food, less oil. Renewable energy, sustainable peace. Tree hugger. Say no to GMOs. Be kind to animals. Don't eat them. Go solar. Coexist. Don't buy a dog. Rescue one. Keep Asheville weird. We just read the bumper stickers on the back of a Subaru. Welcome to Subiville. Prestige Subaru. On the web at PrestigeSubaru.com. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars, and let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball. So if you all missed out this summer without a travel plan, 
The arrival of fall does not mean it's too late to go exploring. Joining me now is Jen Brooks, the editor and social media manager of RomanticAsheville.com, the most popular online travel guide to the mountains and foothills surrounding Asheville and Western North Carolina. Hey, Jen, so what's it like over there at RomanticAsheville.com these days? Well, we are definitely getting our practice in on Zoom meetings and (laughs) breaking up the time and uh, just getting ramped up for fall. Well, it is fall and it's starting to feel a little chilly. And I know that when you go to romanticashville.com, you are able to see a wide variety of places and things to do, attractions. I'm just curious, how do you keep up with all of that? Well, we are very lucky that we work with our all of our small towns in Western North Carolina, and they keep us up to date on all the fun things happening in and around the small towns. So it's a lot of work, but it, it also, uh, some of the perks are the going on hikes and checking out the various locations. So it's kind of fun keeping up with it. <laughs> so as the editor, you are the Uh, and the social media manager, you are actually the one who is going out and exploring and coming back and saying, oh, I did that. You know, this is a great place to go. Yeah, correct. Yeah, I get to go to waterfalls for my job. So that's pretty great. So um, definitely checking in with some of our partners, a lot of our small businesses, local businesses. So really just kind of getting out and meeting folks and seeing new things every week. Well, it is definitely autumn here in Western North Carolina and and in and around uh, the mountains of North Carolina. So we've been talking a lot about uh, the industry overall, the travel industry, and there's definitely been a rebound. People are starting to get back out and explore. What are you seeing from your end talking to the uh, small the the small towns and the attractions what what's kind of the vibe that you're getting out there well i really feel like our small towns have really pivoted um and have been able to really showcase what they have always been able to showcase which is lots of amazing outdoor amenities also being able to bring some of the beautiful things that were indoors to the outdoors with open markets and events that are more spread out more uh, self-guided trails throughout different locations so gen- genuinely, they have they have definitely um, overcome a lot of this and are still going and still doing really great things that lots of people can come see and do from a social distance standpoint. Well, that's really great. And what about, I know that sustainability and responsible travel is, is just so important now as we start to reopen and regroup uh, with the tourism industry. What are you hearing and seeing on the ground as far as Uh, how the small towns and the attractions are moving forward with uh, just being safe. Yeah, um, everyone is taking um, the, the highest precaution when it comes to being sure that those visiting the area are safe and keeping their locals safe. There's definitely um, concerns of overusing the grounds, overusing some of our natural forests and state parks. So overall, the encouragement is to do um, safe and responsible travel throughout the areas, including our national parks, and just being sure that we appropriately enjoy what we have and protect it too. Absolutely. So can you give us a little forecast on what you think is going to be happening this fall? I know there's always a little bit of a 
scuttlebutt what's going to happen yeah. <laughs> yeah it's always an estimate and um you know just waking up today to cold temps and just in general sunny and cold is what makes a great fall color um but really at any point you can see fall color if you just climb the parkway um into elevations anybody can see it rough ridge the higher elevations are going to um hit maybe last week of september first week of october we usually try to make a wait to make a steady call until we're a little bit more through September and then go see it ourselves. So probably the first week of October is when we're going to see those first higher points of elevation like Grandfather Mountain and Rough Ridge on the Blue Ridge Parkway. So it's really a great time to make your plans. Now's a good time to start making your plans. Give us a little bit of an idea of what we can expect when we do go to romanticashville.com what we'll see what we'll be able to to find there well if you're making your plans for fall our fall color forecast is going to be the place to go it's going to give you a color timeline it's going to give you a forecast we're going to update it weekly sometimes twice a week Um, it's also going to connect you to fall packages uh, cabins vacation rentals, all kinds of extra photo spots on the parkway, just fun outdoor things to do, scenic drives, picnics, all of that, each with full guides. So it'll keep you very, very busy. (laughs) And there's always so much information I know uh, for families, for families who want to bring their kids. There's a lot to see and do for, for children. Absolutely. And what's new, um, even this year, is our whole family guide. Um, So there's a whole guide. There's Biltmore for kids. There's um, a fall guide. There's a hiking guide for kids. Lots of staycation ideas for families all connected there. Yes. Well, this is such a wonderful time to, to travel. And I know that, like I said in the beginning, I think this summer kind of went by. People were uh, reevaluating and and looking at where are we going to go, what are we going to do from here, and mm-hmm. now we've got this beautiful season upon us, and and it's really time to get outdoors. And Romantic Asheville is definitely the place to come. Oh yes, absolutely. So, what do you think you're going to do first, Jen? Where are you going to go? You, <laughs> you've got all these waterfalls that you get to visit. What What's your favorite place? What would you recommend? Mm-hmm. Honestly, if I get on the parkway, I usually climb onto the parkway um, and the Asheville exit near the North Carolina Arboretum, and I just love to climb up and go through Mount Pisgah. The view is just unbelievable, even if you're just in the general time range of fall color. I love getting out towards the pink beds. I love graveyard fields is a great spot. And then you can just kind of climb down and head into Brevard. So you can kind of hit multiple stops in one ride, which is really lovely. That's what I love is traveling the Blue Ridge Parkway as a whole. Absolutely. And, you know, it's always so funny because we do want to know what the forecast looks like. We do want to have some kind of overview on what the fall colors will be. And yet, I'm always reminded that we live in such a glorious, beautiful environment. The light uh, itself is just so special at this time of the year. Yes, it is. Yes, it's it's gorgeous. Everything is <laughs> everything. It's just so beautiful. Well, Jen, thank you so much for being with us. I'm really excited to have romanticashville.com. Uh, a part of speaking of travel. And I look forward to hearing from you and your team and what we can anticipate each season because romanticashville.com covers every single season. 
Absolutely. Yes. And going in, you know, we're in fall going into the holidays. We're all kind of relearning what it means to be in this area. But the fact that we can call this place home is huge. And and we definitely want to welcome people responsibly to the mountains. Great. Well, thank you, Jen, for for being here on Speaking of Travel today. And we'll look forward to hearing from you all again, especially as we start getting into that holiday season. Absolutely. And thank you for having me. I appreciate it. It's my pleasure. Well, I know for me, the crisp, cool weather and brightly colored leaves makes fall the perfect time to travel. And even though there's still changing travel restrictions and guidelines as travel continues to evolve, the airline industry is taking great strides to add domestic flights for us to get a head start on taking some nice long weekend getaways. Coming up next is Tina Kinsey, the Director of Marketing, PR, and Air Service Development at the Asheville Regional Airport to talk about what the fall season might look like for air travel. So stay tuned. Hi, this is Leanne from Biltmore. Did you know that scientific forestry and land conservation in the United States had its start on the grounds of Biltmore? It was 125 years ago that George Vanderbilt, the estate's founder, hired Gifford Pinchot to develop a forest management plan for his vast land holdings. It was the first plan of its kind in the U.S. and served as a model for management and conservation of forest lands. And the result of this work is evident in what Biltmore's guests enjoy today. There are plenty of options to explore Biltmore's great outdoors. Take part in hiking and biking, horseback riding, and even in the ancient art of falconry. All of this, as well as the ultimate indoor experience, a tour of Biltmore House, America's largest home. And with a Biltmore annual pass, you can make unlimited daytime visits to this stunning 8,000 acre paradise. And with that, it is possible to create a new experience every time you step onto the estate. Information about joining Biltmore's Passholder family is available online at Biltmore.com. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars, and let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball. It's so great to hear about all there is to see and do this fall. I'm actually thinking what used to be considered the off-season for travel might actually become this year's peak season. I recently heard something that American Airlines CEO Doug Parker said during their annual shareholder meeting this summer. He said that there's definitely pent-up demand for air travel and that he expects more customers to return as more states and businesses and activities and attractions start to open up. And joining me now is Tina Kinsey, the Director of Marketing, PR, and Air Service Development at the Asheville Regional Airport, to talk about what the fall season might look like for air travel. And Tina, fall is definitely here in the air, wouldn't you say? I would say it is beautiful, um, and it's definitely making me think about travel. I don't know about you. Oh, well, I'm always thinking about travel, Tina. So (laughs) (laughs) I think we're in agreement on that. Well, what are you seeing over there at the airport? Are people starting to kind of shift gears a little bit? Well, you know, we saw um, increases in 
travel, leisure travel in particular, through the summer. August was the biggest month through the summer that we saw in terms of travelers. Um, September looks pretty similar to August. Um, but as you know, typically in air travel after Labor Day, there's a little bit of a dip. And then traditionally, our market especially has seen um, very busy times in the fall season. So our fingers are crossed that um, airlines and the airports have really done a great job in responding to the pandemic and making the travel journey as safe as possible. And so we, we were hoping to see that um, confidence in the travel journey continues to grow and, you know, that, that, that the, the growth in air travel will continue. Well, I know that the uh, airlines are adding some domestic flights and that there's a little bit more uh, flexibility in booking your ticket and being able to uh, change if you ne if necessary if something happened. But give us a a little bit of a scenario of what what kind of flights are taking off over there at the Asheville Regional Airport. Sure, sure. So we we actually have maintained some pretty excellent connectivity um, into and out of Asheville. So we've got frequent daily flights. Um, to and from Atlanta on Delta to Charlotte and Dallas on American Airlines. Um, United serves um, Chicago and um, Washington, D.C. area. Uh, so there's some great connectivity happening. We also have less than daily service to some great destinations, point-to-point -point destinations on Allegiant, such as lots of Florida destinations, uh, Denver, uh, Baltimore. But, you know, um, interestingly, Allegiant um, started four new routes during this pandemic time, during the summer, and then just a few weeks ago in September. So they have four new routes to and from Asheville, and those include um, Austin, Texas, Houston, Texas, um, Chicago, the Midway Airport in Chicago, and then Boston, which is very exciting. So, you know, we've got all of our uh, flight offerings on our website. We keep that updated. Um, that's at flyavl.com. But um, the good news is we've kept great connectivity. Asheville and Western North Carolina, as you know, is a leisure destination market. And that is that is a positive for us in terms of recovering from this um uh, this period of time because leisure travel is definitely leading the recovery in this industry. And as uh, Jen had been talking about there, the smaller towns are, are opening up and they're uh, everybody seems to be on track as far as uh, be, being safe and responsible for travelers to, to feel welcome. And I think that's going to make a big difference as people start to, uh, as as uh, the CEO of American Airlines said, this uh, demand uh, is going to return and more and more people are going to feel comfortable getting on a plane and being able to go someplace and enjoy, uh, enjoy traveling. Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned something earlier um, about 
there being more flexibility with domestic travel. And you're absolutely right. And that's part of helping that demand grow. Um, the main, the major airlines have all announced that they are um, suspending change fees for domestic travel. And that's, that's pretty huge because what that does is it allows uh, those of us who are dreaming of travel, it allows us to go ahead and book something, get it on the books, buy those tickets, uh, because the the risk of needing to maybe change your travel dates or make a little adjustment to your trip based on what's happening in your destination market or in, you know, just in your world, uh, you know, that there's less risk. You can make a change and that you won't pay a, a fee for that. Um, now, all the airlines rules are just a little bit different for the types of tickets that you buy. So you have to do have to check the check the details. But overall, a really terrific offering for travelers. It really is. And I I feel that having that flexibility and being able to to know, okay, well, here's something that I really want to do. I'm going to go ahead and book it. Now, let me ask you, Tina, if um, if somebody goes to your flyavl.com website, are they able to connect with the airlines on your site? How does that work? Absolutely. So we, we have several places where you can find links to um, airline uh, contact information, direct buttons you can click to directly go to the airline's website. And you can find that all easily at flyavl.com. That's really wonderful to have that one-stop shopping. And you can also uh, sign up for your newsletter. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, we, we like to stay connected to those who fly through Asheville, who want to just know what's going on with um, air service and other things related to air travel at Asheville Regional Airport. So we have a monthly e-newsletter. Um, we only send it out once a month and it's with your permission when you subscribe. And uh, we try to keep the information meaningful for travelers. And it's so easy to sign up right on our homepage, on our website, um, in what we call our social hub. There's a sign up and you can add yourself to the list and we will happily communicate with you. Um, and, you know, it's a great way to stay connected. Well, Tina, thank you so much, as always, to uh, keeping keeping us connected. That's so important. I, I know that uh, a lot of people have been inquiring, is it safe? Am I able to travel? Can I get on a plane? And I have to say, I know more and more people who are venturing out and uh, and traveling by air and having a, a very positive experience. And for that, I just want to give a shout out to all that you do and your team and, and the whole industry has been really keeping us connected. And that's so important. So thank you all. Great. Thank you for saying that. We, we are working hard to try to respond to anything we can to make the travel journey as safe and healthy as possible. Well, Tina, we'll look forward to talking to you again. We'll look forward to coming out to the Asheville Regional Airport and getting on a plane because I know you're ready when we're ready. 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. We'll be happy to welcome you. Thanks, Tina. This is Marilyn Ball. You've been listening to Speaking of Travel. And I want to thank Chris DeCroce for sharing his stories with us. And thanks to Jen Brooks with Romantic Asheville for sharing what's going on in the fall season and being responsible travelers and just being able to think about getting out and and traveling again. And thank you to Tina for keeping us up to date on what's going on in the airline industry. You know, this is really a wonderful time to be outdoors. So get yourself out there, take a hike, get on a bicycle. You know, there are so many beautiful trails you can take and places you can go on your bicycle. Get a motorcycle. Maybe somebody would like to get on your bike, get on a bike and take off up on the parkway. And the most important thing is to get outside, breathe in the beautiful fresh air of autumn and just be thinking about where you want to go and know that you can. There are ways that you can book your your flights and be flexible with that. There are road trips you can take. There's just so much you can see and do right now. So Take advantage of this beautiful time because remember, life is short. Don't postpone joy. 